This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It is Thursday, November the 16th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Got a tremendous show for you today, obviously. I'll have my guys back. Mark Porter and Bill Kerlick will be here shortly. Crystal Ball's rolling towards Columbus as the Golden Gophers, Golden Gophers come here this weekend. Also got some real interesting quarterback chatter if we're looking long term. But first... You'll be happy to know today's sponsor is Underdog Fantasy. We have to take a quick break to talk about the official fantasy partner of Bucknuts, Underdog Fantasy. It's super easy to use. You go to the app and go pick where, whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total than what is listed. Do that with two to five different players and you're in business. If you can go five for five, you can 20 times your cash. For example, maybe this Sunday you want to put together an entry with all OSU alums in the NFL. You could select an entry with C.J. Stroud, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave all going higher than their stat total. If it hits, you win money. We see, we've seen a lot of you under – good Lord. We have seen a lot of you downloading Underdog, using the promo code, and having fun, which we love to see. If you haven't yet, check it out because when you sign up, you get your first deposit doubled up to $100 using the code BUCKNUTS. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with the promo code BUCKNUTS to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. Must be 18 years or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. That's $100 in value. I'll tell you what's a lot more than that in value is the great Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter who join us today. Gentlemen, welcome. Bill, crystal balls are rolling towards Columbus. One of them I expected. One of them caught me a little bit off guard. The first, Amaris Williams, the defensive end out of the state of North Carolina, one of that state's highest rated prospects, verbally committed to the University of Florida. He's been here twice in the past month or so, and there are crystal balls rolling from yourself and multiple others. But there was a crystal ball rolled last night for the – I want to add, I first should add, Amaris is the class of 2024. 
In the class of 2025, there was a crystal ball rolled by Tom Lloyd for Nate Roberts out of Oklahoma, the number two tight end in the country. Very impressive offer list. I went and watched the tape. Very impressive prospect. Bill, can you please bring us up to speed on those two votes of confidence for the Buckeyes to add studs? Well, I also want to add in a name that kind of – dovetails with this that'd be amari winston tight end out of georgia um reason it dovetails with it is that nate roberts is kind of your traditional tight end you know he's a 6'4 235 240 pounder uh a lot along the lines of what you would call the traditional tight ends of the past for ohio state and he is really just about as good as he is as good as any tight end in the country for the class of 2025. And I've felt for quite some time, he was originally committed to Notre Dame, but he uh, decommitted. And um, I've felt for some time, and I still feel that way, that in all likelihood, his decision is going to come down to Ohio State or Oklahoma. He is from Washington, Oklahoma. Uh, The other school in the running, I think, uh, somewhat is Oregon. But I think we're looking at those three schools. And if I had to put a pick in right now, I would go with Ohio State as well. Uh, not quite ready to do that, but I like where Ohio State stands with him. But again, you're battling the home state school, Oklahoma, and I don't really expect him to make a decision in the next few days or anything like that. But certainly he is uh, would be a great addition to this Ohio State class. And Ohio State is looking to get a traditional prototype tight end in this class. That would be Roberts and an H-back type guy, which is Amari Winston. Um, Winston visited Ohio State for the uh, game this past weekend against Michigan State. It went very well. Um, at one time, some people had him crystal ball to Ohio State. Uh, myself and Tom Loy, actually. Tom switched his pick from Ohio State to Texas. For Amari Winston. I've still got mine on Ohio State. Um, Amari is going to come out with his top three, which I think will be his final three most likely, soon, actually, uh, early next week. Ohio State absolutely will be on that list. He's told me that. Uh, I certainly expect on that list Texas, and I think UCF will likely be the other school on that list. And I think his decision will come down to Ohio State or Texas. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. If Ohio State can get those two guys, they will have their uh, prototype, traditional tight end, and they will have their H-back in the class. And, you know, Keenan Bailey is doing a great job. He, of course, worked hand-in-hand with Brian Hartline recruiting all of those great wide receivers for Ohio State. Now he's doing his own thing, uh, recruiting tight ends as the tight end coach, and he's doing a great job. So that's kind of the background on all those guys. Um, The other guy you mentioned, Amaris Williams, you know, he, like you said, the old saying in recruiting is follow the visits, and his last two visits have been to Ohio State, and they have gone very well. Uh, I like the Buckeyes' chances there. Obviously, I crystal ball him as well as Tom to Ohio State. One of the keys for me was I put on the site uh, earlier this week that his visit, official visit to Tennessee this weekend uh, was off. Um Then I put on there's a chance it could still be made. What was going on behind the scenes there was that uh, Amaris Williams' game for this weekend, which was on a Friday, was switched to Thursday. 
Um, so they were going to try to perhaps maybe see if he could get that visit into Tennessee with a Thursday visit. That is not going to happen, which to me is kind of a, a very well, it's a very good sign. If you have a game on Thursday, you should be able to make an official visit to a school, but he's not going to do that. Now, the possibility still remains that he could make an official visit to Tennessee in December, but I just like Ohio State's chances with that visit uh, not happening as of now and have crystal balled him to Ohio State. Florida, of course, is battling hard to keep him in their class, and they're not afraid to uh, make uh, a very good NIL offering or improve a very good NLI offering to him. So that's kind of a question mark there, but I think he likes Ohio State enough that I crystal balled him to Ohio State. Okay. The beginning of the show here obviously is going to take on a more Bill Curlick vibe. We will get uh, Marcus more involved here in the second half as we go more local, but all the many of the questions coming in are about guys visiting or national guys. So, Bill, let's go back. We're talking defensive end. Ernest Willor has a visit scheduled. Is that true? I know you have some information on that. Do we have a shot there? And how does he compare, in your opinion, to Carlin Jones? He does have an official visit scheduled to Ohio State. It's not, though, until December 8th and 9th. Of course, that would be uh, theoretically, hopefully, the first big out-of-season weekend for Ohio State to have official visits because hopefully they'll be playing in the Big Ten championship game. Um, but, uh, he did schedule it for December 8th to the 10th. Carlin Jones, as was mentioned, I believe that was Mika Hanna, right? Yep. That asked that. As was mentioned, Carlin Jones is making his official visit to Ohio State this weekend. And that's going to be one to keep an eye on kind of, uh, to see how the dominoes fall. Ohio State can add at least two more defensive linemen to this class. And by defensive linemen, I mean, defensive end and edge guys. They might be able to get three in to this class. Amaris Williams is at the top of the uh, food chain, so to speak, as a defensive end edge guy. He's being recruited for JT Tui Molo-Aus position by Ohio State. And then you've got Carlin Jones, who's being recruited as a defensive tackle. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him and does he flip to Ohio State from his current Nebraska commitment. Um, then, as you mentioned, we've got uh, – uh, Ernest Willer coming in, and Willer is a guy that is versatile. He could play uh, – he's being recruited as someone by schools that could play various positions, move around on the defensive line. So he would be the weekend of December 8th to the 10th. So we'll, we'll see what happens with all of those guys. But um, the other thing I put on our, our site yesterday was Deshaun Warner is another guy that High State offered. He's an edge guy. But right now they have not um, – put him on the official visit list yet. He hasn't been uh, uh, invited to that uh, a visit yet. We'll see if that happens, but he he's another guy that's, that's on the list there. All right. We'll let Bill continue to hog the space here because I'd be remiss if I did not talk about this weekend. Ohio State has Aaron Nolan locked in for the class of 2024 at quarterback. They have Fine Ohio and Tavian St. Clair locked in for the class of 2025. So far be it from, for Ohio State to sit on their laurels. They have begun to work on the class of 2026, and the names are impressive. They've already had in the highly ranked Jared Curtis and Will Griffin. This weekend, they will entertain the number one quarterback in the class of 2026, who is verbally committed to USC, 
Julian Lewis. Bill, what do we need to know? Well, Julian Lewis, Lewis is the number one player in the country, not just quarterback, but in the country for 2026. He was a huge Ohio State target. He did commit to USC, but he is, I guess you'd say, looking around. He's making other visits. This is not his first visit anywhere else besides USC. He's making other visits. Ohio State is this weekend, and certainly I think he, along with uh, Jared Curtis would be at the top of the food chain, so to speak. Will Griffin is up there as well. And the good news is, is that all three are interested enough that they will have either visited Ohio State last weekend or visit Ohio State this weekend. And, and you're talking about three, I mean, like I said, top of the food chain type uh, prospects for the most important position on the field. Very impressive. And uh, guess what is not hurting Ohio State's quest? the quarterback of the Houston Texans who somehow went 0 for 2 against Michigan yet has carved up Georgia and the NFL. That's ironic, isn't it? Anyway, let me read our ad and then we'll let uh, Mark massage his vocal cords. <laughs> Factor meals. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready to Eat meal delivery service can help you fuel up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your all of your holiday to-dos. Last night, got home late from a basketball game. My son was hungry, threw in some factor pork chops. He said he would not like pork chops. He now likes pork chops. So it's a way to expand your kid's palate. If you are, you are, rest assured, you're also making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for, for their production and offices. This November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fr fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. That's actually a fact. Everything is two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash bucknuts50 and use the code bucknuts50 to get 50% off. That's code bucknuts50 at factormeals.com slash bucknuts50 to get 50% off. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Somehow they've made chicken good in the microwave. It's a miracle. All right. Let's get the man from Scouting Ohio rolling here as I'm probably not going to pay him for the first half of the show. The Grand um, Yeah. Plenty of good questions here. One of them was about the class of 2024 in Ohio, Mark, and I threw it up there. Who has kind of blossomed in 2024, in your opinion, um, and kind of emerged? I was ready to answer that question for 2025 Go and ahead. 2024. Well, we'll start with 2024. As I scan down the list, this list is pretty well picked over. Um, Elijah King from Lincoln was a kid we kept getting questions about. I finally had a chance to see him a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't think he's Ohio State good, but he is a good-looking player. A little skinnier than I remembered. Uh, Benny Powell from uh, Lakota West was another player that I thought was really had the you know stock-up type vibe to him. Um, Jaquan Bostic from Taft and Jake Wheelock from Stephens. A lot of these kids are committed. Jake Wheelock's committed to Cincinnati. Yep. Um, let's see here. The Lewinsky 
twins from Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, both committed to Michigan State. I always thought because of their length, there were some guys that, you know that keep an offensive eye on. linemen. Offensive linemen. They're both like six 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 seven twins. Uh, it's amazing that there are two sets of twins in this class in the offensive line, and they're definitely the less respected of the two, but they're very strong players in their own right. Um, Demetrius John at Dublin Coffin was a defensive tackle that I thought was outstanding. Um, I saw Sean Martin, who's only headed to Akron, put on a heck of a show when I uh, saw him play VASJ. Uh, I'm sorry, that's from uh, St. Ignatius, the running back. You know, it's really tough in that 2024. I feel like beating a dead horse is kind of what I'm looking at. Some of these names, like we've talked about them, uh, Reggie Powers, Jake Grimm. Um, is, hold on a sec. Is it fair to say if it's going to be a 2024 kid from Ohio, it would be kind of an upset at this point? Yeah, and, and I'm looking at these names, like thinking, okay, where is that upset? Where is the kid who's had the hot year? It. Where if they have like the one scholarship available still, and, and he's out there. Uh, it's it's always tough to put your your head on the Dane Sandsenbacher of the class or someone who's coming out of nowhere with a hot performance. But there are names here. Solomon Farrell, I thought was a great looking linebacker at Princeton. Javon Hammonds at Wayne. I mean, these guys were all great football players, and you know you may hear from them again on draft day. But right now, it's tough to fit in this class. Now, as we go to 2025, um, we haven't beaten the horse so, so you know. So many times. There's a lot of players like uh, Northmont Cedric Works at defense My guy. linebacker. Yeah, he, he really stood out, has the body. Uh, Trey Vernon from Hamilton, they love him there. They think he's one of the best players they coach. He's a tough, hard-nosed linebacker. Um, I saw the, the question about Dante McClellan from Camp McKinley pop up. Got a chance to see him this weekend against St. Edwards. Uh, he plays playing receiver. He's playing outside linebacker, strong safety. He looks the part. He's got the body, runs really well. Um, I don't think he's a receiver in college, but he runs really good at receiver. Not not Brian Hartline good at receiver, but he may be able to play receiver some other places. Um, but I really liked him. I think he's a name that we're going to have to watch going into this uh, summer here if they don't offer him maybe before that. Um, Tucker Caddis from St. Xavier is one of the most powerful offensive linemen in the class. I'm wondering if he starts to get a little traction here as people see him. Um, Kamari Smith, the tight end from Wayne, got hurt the night I saw him. Uh, but I just saw he committed to Cincinnati, and I thought there was a little more meat on his bone if he you know, went through the process a little further. Um, Sam Afari's a long corner at Lakota West. Uh, Bill and I both saw Denham Cook at linebacker. He's someone to keep an eye on. Maddox Arnold at Elder's a linebacker. Grant Bierman at Lakota West is a linebacker. Um, they're not much different than Eli Lee from Hoban. There may be a little knock off the pace, but when you see all of them this uh, you know season, they don't look much different in person. Uh, Jameel Ham at Glenville is a defensive end outside linebacker worth knowing about. Uh, he's a player that's you know started last year as a sophomore, looks really good. Saw them the other night. Uh, we could talk about Glenville. I just you know saw them against Shelby, so there are some thoughts on them. Um, Brennan Ward. I, I really I could go down this list of guys I've seen and. Boy, start throwing darts. But right now, until I, you know, stack up these positions and, you know, even as I'm looking at my list, it needs a little work from the last time I looked at. Cody Haddad is a, a, a safety from St. Ignatius who started to blow up. And when I saw him play in the first half, he had to make five or seven plays right in front of me. So he might be one of the safeties we hear from later now. Yeah, no Dane's hands of Bucker this year. Uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, there, there's for the nerds that want to hear a bunch of names, and I'm sure I could go deeper and keep digging. We could probably do a podcast. Uh, yeah, it, on all the deep dives and guys I kind of am fond of, and you know who the sleepers may be. But uh, I think we're gonna have some fun in 2025. I, like I said, we did this the other day, and I don't think it's as st- strong in the O line class. But this linebacker class is looking pretty good as I'm looking at it. Um, Nolan Davenport was the tight end from uh, Maslin, Washington. He's been playing left tackle this year. So he may be a guy at offensive line we have to look about. He's very athletic at tackle. Fantastic. More questions from our well-established gallery of fucknuts. I was going to say peanut gallery, and then I – didn't really work. Just we just saw a hello from Key West. I know. There. That's I a good put, place to be saying hello from. Notice I didn't put it up there because I was coveting. And uh, <laughs> all right, there are going to be some ambush questions here, guys. So if we don't know, we don't know. But let's just. Brandon Caesar, hand placement is getting better and better. If we can't get Julian Ewers, I want Will Griffin. Bill, your thoughts on that comment? Brandon, see, I saw Brandon how. Oh about a third of the way through the season. Uh, it was actually right uh, around the time he got offered a scholarship by Ohio State. And, boy, he looks the part, and I think Mark would agree. He is a good-looking kid. He's Cleveland he, Heights defensive end, is yeah, that right? Yeah, he's, he's a Cleveland Heights defensive end. He's uh, Marquise Davis's teammate, the, the running back, and uh, he's about 6'5 and probably 230 and just looks good. Now, uh, he still has a little bit of ways to go, but I haven't seen him since then. But I think he's a guy that uh, – and he's a guy that, by the way, really liked Ohio State a lot. So he is certainly somebody to keep in mind for potentially being a Buckeye. Um, he's an interesting situation too. This doesn't happen very often. He told me at the beginning of the season he was just going to concentrate on – football and not recruiting and he wasn't going to visit any schools during the season and as we had the Ohio State games and as his teammate would go to gay I'd always check with him Brandon you going nope concentrating on season nope he held to that he did not go to games he concentrated on his junior football season and that doesn't happen too often I like to hear that Mark when he was offered I felt like it was the vibe I was getting was it was more on potential and uh, traits, as the great Dane Brugler has taught me. Um, how's his progression been this season, in your opinion? Yeah, he, he's that puppy with big paws. And uh, you, you could see the potential early on, and you could see the splash plays or the flash plays were, whoa. And then you, you want more of it, but, you know, like you're saying, he's concentrating on his season. He knows he has work to do. And it's one of those players where you do this all the time, and, and it's so fun. Even the Deontay and uh, Devontae Armstrong were like this as sophomores. You see the body, and you say, wow, just keep chugging along, kid. Just stay in that weight room. And when you come out the other side of this awkward growing phase where you're, you know, that puppy with big paws, and, you know, yeah. you look like the newborn uh, uh, deer, you know, when it comes out, it's kind of stumbling along sometimes, and there's some awkward plays. Boy, it's worth the investment. It, you know, it's like a stock. It's worth putting your money in now because it's going to pay off later. And we should also um, mention Jaquan Stubbs is the same player, basically. He's another guy there that's kind of blowing up 6'5", 250 pounds. The Cleveland, Cleveland Heights. Heights has some players, yeah, coming down the line that 
you know, that they have this look and, you know, Max Stevens does such a great job of developing. I mean, he's really as much in the development business as he in the high school coaching business. So these players are in the hands of some of the best to ask Marquise Davis. I love to hear that, by the way. Developing talent is a real art of coaching, not just recruiting. Believe me. Think, think about the two schools that Marquise Davis has been at and who he's been coached by. Yeah. You got Glenville and the great Ted Ginn Sr. that he was there. And now you got Cleveland Heights and Max Stevens. I'm sure he transferred just because he wanted that balance in coaching. Anyway, uh, Michael Hester asks, and this could be a blindside. What do you know about Keyshawn Blackstock, top of the transfer portal list, top ranked offensive lineman out of MSU, was a junior college addition? Anybody? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I don't know. I can well, tell I you. Uh, I haven't heard his name in connection yeah. with Ohio State to this point, at least. But again, it's pretty early for that as far as. Trust me on this. The transfer portal coverage you're going to get from 24-7 and this site in particular is going to be better than ever. Um, it is going to be a major focus of ours going forward because it has become a constant. It is no longer a variable. I don't know if I say this all the time, but I don't know if you guys remember when hockey started putting a fourth column in for the results of the overtime ties in your record. Okay. It's no longer a variable transfer portals. Now align in the standings. You got to do it. It's not, you got a zero in there in terms of transfers. You tend to start out the season like Clemson. How'd that go? And, um, and, and I, while it's early, I can tell you though, Ohio State is 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 already gearing up for that, and has been when uh, when all the rumors were going around about what was going to happen in Michigan State before it happened, about you know possibly Mel Tucker not being uh, continuing there as head coach, Ohio State uh, was was taking a look at that situation and you know who they might be interested in and so on and so forth. You know they're on top of things as there's. Not a coincidence but about them being on top of everything and their great recruiting. It, it, it happens not by happenstance, for sure. I've said this, and we'll dedicate uh, several shows to this, but I'd have someone on staff literally going 
through every single roster and every film of every team in the country with the guys who are not draft eligible, not at Georgia or Alabama, and offering them for your key spots and saying, look, come here, start for a year, start for two years. It's Ohio State. You cannot get any better. Um, plus, people develop at a different rate. You might have some six, eight left tackle somewhere who blossomed. Let's go get them. I don't care who it is. Everyone else is doing that. I don't want to hear anything about people's emotions or kids getting their feelings hurt anymore. Everybody's getting paid now. So once you start getting paid, you got to produce. All right. I digressed once again. Chad Stryker, I believe Dior Garner from Canton McKinley has an OSU offer. Thoughts? Mark? Um, I- yeah, I haven't seen that, and I'm not sure. I just saw him this uh, past weekend playing O-line, D-line. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be an Ohio State defensive tackler or not. I haven't broken down the whole class. I'm looking at my list. He's definitely in the mix of this defensive tackle list. But, uh, you know, as I watched him last night, I wasn't sure which side. He's not as long as I thought he was. Freshman, sophomore year, he looked like he was really going to grow, and I'm not sure if he's grown much since then. But one definitely one of the guys we're keeping an eye on. Great question from Murray Ron. Hi from Europe, gents. Great show as always. Thank you. As the Buckeyes special teams is under scrutiny, are there any special teams position players that come to mind as future difference makers, future difference makers for 2025-26? I don't really know, but go ahead, Bill. Yeah, one one guy to keep in mind is uh, Morrow Evans. And I know people think it's crazy to be talking about a long snapper, but the kid is the best long snapper in the country. How good is he? Uh, He was invited and will play in the All-American Bowl in Texas as a long snapper. You know, he's in that game because of just that. He is committed to Ohio State. He will eventually go on scholarship. He's going to start at begin his career at Ohio State as a uh, preferred walk-on, but he has been told that uh, when Furlman uh, is done, that he, you know, is it would be expected to take over as the long snapper, and then he will go on scholarship, and he's a good one. Um, uh, like I said, he's the best in the country. He is committed to Ohio State for the class of 2024 and will play in the All-American Bowl. Very impressive uh, because as not meant, they don't always invite a long snapper. It's not like it's a mandate for the All-American Bowl. It's very rare, in fact, so that's really impressive. As far as uh, other personnel, one thing Ohio State has not done um, that personally, this is just my opinion, I'd like to see them do is one of the young receivers they bring in here who's not going to get on the field early. I'd love to see that guy be like a take it to the house return threat so that every time the ball is punted, you're putting that pressure on the uh the, the people kicking. I don't feel like our, our kickoff return and special and punt return has been dynamic enough for a team that recruits as much uh, elite skilled talent, but we shall see. All right. Tim Davison asks, what about Sean Terry from Ironton has a ton of offers, including Michigan Ironton, of course, the home of Reed Carrico Mark. Yeah. I'm looking at the, uh... The York Garner thing still, and he does not, according to 24-7, have an Ohio okay. State offer. Um, I have a like I, coming out of sophomore year, I had like five defensive tackles to look at, maybe in that level, but I can't say any of them that I saw this year have, you know, maybe raised above the rest. And 
I'm not sure how Garner is going to look on a national level to really do a deep dive on that. Sean Terry has a lot of offers. I'm not sure he's an Ohio State guy yet either. He's really blown up in the last month. I've been following those offers coming in. Uh, again, the, the national list really supersedes some of these positional lists in Ohio sometimes. So one of the questions we always do in the, the Eye in the Sky breakdown is, how would he rank if he was in Ohio at this position? And a lot of times the national guys are number one in Ohio. That's why they go get them. And it's not fun to say that about the Ohio guys, but I'm not sure if Sean Terry's a number one guy in Ohio or top five guy in Ohio off of what I've seen. He's definitely an outstanding player, but that's pretty rare air at the position he's at. All right. Let's get a couple more in here. Have you heard any interesting news about Texas A&M in regards to transfer possibilities? Bill, the first thing I did was go to their defensive line depth chart and see that Lebius Overton isn't even starting there. That's just one name I know Ohio State put a lot of time in. Do you think there's going to be an attack on Texas A&M's roster? People forget Jimbo got fired and got $76 million, but he also had the number one recruiting class recently. So there's talent there, Bill. No, they're going to look at that. No doubt about it. Uh, now, but one name I, I need to mention because I get asked about this. I think uh, if not every day, every other day, it's Dominic McKinley, who was highly considering Ohio state. And uh, that question comes up a lot. And as of now, he's not going anywhere. He likes the defensive line coach there a lot. He is uh uh, hoping that that defensive line coach uh, stays there for sure. And if he does, he's not going anywhere. He's in fact, he said, you know, I'm a hundred percent. I'm not going anywhere. You know, uh, I, I'm very happy with the defensive line coach. So we'll see what happens there. As of right now, though, he has said he is not going anywhere, but things can change. You know, what happens if uh, they bring in an entire new staff, who's the head coach and so on and so forth. But as of right now, he's not leaving. All right, Mark, you ready to rock here? Who do you think will win the state championships in Division 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5? By the way, there's also 6 and 7. I was looking at the all-state teams today. It's impressive. Um, Who's the best two or three teams you've seen this year? How about that? Mark, Um, we're going to hold you to this answer on who wins each. We're all going to bet our mortgage on this, Mark, so no pressure. (laughs) I'm trying to pull up the Ohio State uh, playoff schedule so I can – you know, make sure I talk about everybody in each division. Uh, St. Ed's, boy, I've, I've seen them twice. It's hard to not, you know, show love for them. I mean, they really. It's the offensive line. Good Lord. Yeah, it's it's like impenetrable, and it makes everybody else so good because yes. they can just, you know, block in their quarterback state. It's, it's like a little bit like Ohio State. Sometimes their quarterback has so much time, you know, that, Boy, it, it makes everybody look good. So they're really tough to beat. I mean, the, the obvious, I guess, names are going to be in here. Um, St. Edwards, I think, is looking pretty good in Division One. Westchester, Lakota West, and Moeller. I, I saw Moeller play against uh, St. Ignatius, and they had their way with them. I'm sorry, against St. Edward. Uh, so they're another one. I don't know if they can come back and beat them. Um, Division Two, it's like you go, your eyes go right to Hoban. Um Cincinnati Anderson is interesting because they have a no huddle five wide offense. Um, Maslin, Washington, Hoban, boy, that, that, that's going to be a great division. I think it's between maybe those three. Although Avon, uh, 
13 and 0. They, they beat some pretty good teams along the way. A division two looks like it could be the most in competitive. Um, for division uh, three, I think Ursuline and Toledo Central Catholic may eventually be squaring off. Um, I'm not sure if Watterson, uh, you know, Bell Fountain would have to really do some heavy lifting to beat Bishop Watterson this weekend to get uh, our, our quarterback into the final four there. Uh, and you can't rule out bad, but I think that's an Ursuline-Toledo uh, Central Catholic final. Maiden's had a great year. Yeah, they really have. Um, when you get to Division Four, you know, I didn't think Alter had that type of team this year. And Wyoming was there last year, so you, you kind of maybe push a few chips in on Wyoming. Steubenville never ruled them out, but you never know how good they are because of, you know, the schedule they play coming out of that division, you, you know. Some of the teams they beat up on, I don't know how they compare, uh, you know, statewide. Uh, Glenville, uh, they had no problem with Shelby last week. It, it could be their division again. Um, looking at some of the transfers in they had from the last year, they had two or three Division One guys transfer in from like Maple Heights and Cleveland Heights and Benedictine. I mean, it's like the strong just keep getting stronger. Um, division Five. The name that pops out, oh, boy. Once you get to Division 5, 6, and 7, yeah. you just head up to Coldwater, Maria, Sign, St. Henry area. Yeah, South Range won it last year, and they look strong again. I mean, that Coldwater coming out of that conference is always ready to go. Wheelersburg down, I don't know. That, that's this is, that's an up-in-the-air division. Uh, division 6, Kirtland is, you know, that perennial name in that division. But, you know, Kinver Size or West Jefferson or someone, you know, shake them up. Boy, another division. Yeah, I mean, when you get to these Division Six, VI, Division Seven, it's really tough. Uh, Dalton and Danville, I, they're perennially in the thing. I think I've, I've heard great things about Danville. I know someone who saw them last weekend and told me I needed to check them out. Um, maybe the two unbeaten teams. <laughs> Marion Local is sometimes 20 or 30 points better than everybody else. So that being something they have done in the past, I kind of – would slide a chip on them. I know it's a long answer for all those divisions. Seven divisions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I live near and have contact with many people who are from Maria Stein up that area. And man, they can play pound for pound. I'll take that area for football over almost any area I've ever been to covered, seen, whatever. Um, not the biggest dudes, but good football. All right. Let's, uh, we will get one more question in here, and you can both weigh in. Is any updates on Carter Lowe? I think he's a must-get, and I heard Carter Lowe is going to be a buck. Carter Lowe, offensive lineman up north. You can both weigh in, and then we'll get your pick for the weekend and go from there. Well, um, I think – well, I know that I have him crystal ball to Ohio State, um, and I haven't – move that pick and I'm not really playing to move it. I think the two main contenders for him or challengers, I should say to Ohio state would be Michigan and Georgia. And that's a pretty good trio to have on your list. Ohio state, Georgia, and Michigan. I think that those are the big three. Um, but I think Ohio state inevitably eventually will win out for Carter Lowe. Marcus, your thoughts. I think you always ask these questions on purpose because that's our eye in the sky guy this week. He, he was a guy we yeah. saw a few weeks ago and haven't put the breakdown out yet, but 
Yeah, I told you, uh, unsolicited. I was told many times that, you know, it's looking good for Ohio State. But I did see the rumblings on the web where, you know, Michigan's making a push. And I think that's just location, location, location of where they're at, where you're you're always going to fight some type of, you know, their, their uniforms are the same color as Michigan on some levels. There yeah. is a little, you know. Uh, the edges there, of the state. Yeah, you do feel the Michigan vibes when you get to Toledo. So I, I get the question, but. Uh, from what I was told unsolicited, I think we're in good shape. And I will be on here to tell you that I understand the questions about Jeremiah Smith. Brian Hartline has said if he's here, Jeremiah Smith will be here. If we can't accept Brian Hartline's word in recruiting, then what are we doing here, people? Come on now. All right. We appreciate these guys stopping by. I'm not going to actually have them pick the Minnesota game because they're all going to say we're going to cover. If we don't cover against Minnesota – Heading into the game, it will be interesting. Let's just stay healthy. Let's just stay healthy. I'm very confident that if Ohio State goes to Ann Arbor with all of its studs, they can pull this off. We have the elite talent that Michigan does not have in certain spots, but we got to be healthy. So go to work, Mick, and the health training staff. Get these guys healthy for Ann Arbor. Give us some goofers. In the meantime, we appreciate these guys stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.